0: And now, a word from our sponsors.
1: Need a catch up session on what you missed last week? Now you're listening to ArchD Radio, the podcast mix.
2: ArchD 1079 Life, this is Olivia and I'm joined here today by Sasha and Michaela.
0: How are you guys going today? I'm very
1: good, thank you. Thank you so much for having us here on the show. Of course. And yep. how, how are we feeling? Are we excited?
0: Very excited. It's a great day today and I'm
1: just so excited to be here to get talking. I know. I won't even lie to you guys. This is this has been such an odd day listening to you guys all record like ArchD shows and you're anchoring right now, Olivia, Ooh. and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm so relaxed. I feel like this, I'm in holiday mode right now. So I'm very excited that you're large and in charge here today girls thank you
0: And now
2: but right now i want to know
0: what is the strangest intruder you've had in your home well i've actually had a few but the one that i would say is the weirdest one would be when i found a mouse in my pool i know if you have a pool you might occasionally have like a few intruders drop in like birds or insects but i had never experienced anything like this before it was the summer time so I had gone outside to the pool fence to see the pool in all its glory and I noticed this little dark colored object scampering in the water next to the edge of the pool I had to look at it again because at that point I was proper freaking out what if there was an animal drowning in my pool I'm quite an emotional person when it comes to animal suffering like you cannot sit me down to watch a film with animals in it and expect me to make it through the whole thing without uncontrollably sobbing for the next five hours after it finishes it's just not possible I mean dude have you seen Marley and me (laughs) The creature then slowly started to move into the centre of the pool and that's when I saw a really long tail attached to it there was a mouse going for a nice paddle in my pool. That was my entire conversation starter for the rest of the week. Wow. I know.
1: Oh my gosh. Mine is, it's not quite as traumatic as yours, uh, (laughs) Sasha, I hate to say. Although that does sound, that sounds really horrifying. That would put me off. You know how people sometimes say when they watch Jaws for the first time, they can't like go in the ocean. If I saw a mouse in my pool, I'd be like, I'm not getting in the pool anymore. (laughs) like, that'd be me done. (laughs) Um, But I did, I do have an intruder story. It's also an animal story, funny enough. Um, And it was, the was this one time where i'd been asked by a family friend to house sit for her um, specifically not just because look after the house but because she had this bird um, and so she was a really good family friend i didn't want to say no but just between us uh i hate birds oh my god same um so anyway i went to house it and i was like no nah, i'm gonna do it anyway because i feel fat, bad for this girl so um i went in and i'd never seen the bird before she's like a family friend I, I didn't know her super super well and i'd never met the bird and she was like look it's a really chill bird she's super trained um, she actually just like lets herself out of the cage and floats around the house so I was like oh, oh. <laughs> that's not terrifying but okay cool it's a chill bird right I hope it's a chill bird um so I go in and I like get, get into the house put my bags down and I see the cage and it's open um but there's no bird in there and so immediately I like, oh, just God. feel like just, like feel like it's on me like I'm like you know and you can like something touches you weirdly I'm like where yeah. is the bird mm-hmm. I have to yeah. find it um so I eventually found the bird there's this like gorgeous galah like sitting it was a beautiful bird I'll like I'll give her that um sitting on the couch um and let me tell you this was not a chill bird uh she had promised me a chill bird it was not it would like fly at me and then like fly around the room and i was trying to like make peace with the birds i was like offering it like seeds and fruit and stuff i was like googling what foods can (laughs) rely like you know um and the bird wasn't really having it but i was like i don't know what to do when this bird needs to go to bed. Does the bird put itself to sleep? Cause it's sort of starting to get late. And I was like, yeah. mm, I of want to go to bed. Like, are you gonna... like awkward yeah. roommate situation? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> can you turn the TV off? Cause I'm trying to sleep here, you know? Yeah. Um. So eventually I uh, had like g- gone up to like go in and get ready for bed. And it was the first time I'd sort of been in the bedroom and the door was open. And so I walked in and sitting on the bed was like on the, on the top of the bed head was this beautiful, big green, parrot what and i just had this moment of like does she have two birds (laughs) uh uh, and so i like go over to this bird like and uh, like so scared absolutely terrified and you know they do that thing where you put your like hand out in front of the bird's feet and hope that it like and i put my hand out and this bird just very happily pops on my hand and he's like having a little dance and i was like the other bird is not her bird. I don't know oh, who no. this, bird this is. Um, and so I like went out, and I realized the first time I'd realized there was a window open, which is so oh, such a terrible no. idea when you have a bird who lets itself out anywhere. I mean, God knows what could have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but this random bird had flown into her house and couldn't figure out how to get out. And I had no. spent the whole day, oh my like feeding it treats and trying to be its friend. So uh, spoiler alert: so we did not bond. We were not friends. Oh, I had, I had someone come and shoo it out of the house.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If you think those stories were crazy, listen to this one. An Arizona homeowner finds a snake curled up in a room where she least expects it. The resident said she was gone for four days before discovering a slithering visitor in her home last month. Like a scene out of a horror movie, Michelle Leprin returned to her Tuscan Arizona home to discover a snake had set up camp in her toilet. I'd been gone for four days and was looking forward to using my own restroom in peace. I lifted up and he or she was curled up, Lesperin told the Associated Press. Thank god the lid was closed. Lesperin says her father tried to wrangle the snake the same night it slithered away, so she called Rattlesnake Solutions the next morning. It took the handler three times to get the black and whip coach whip snake firmly in his grasp. He was able to wrestle the snake with one hand while capturing a all on his cell phone with the other. The other handler later released the snake, which was measured between 3 feet and 4 feet long in its natural habitat elsewhere. After the re- after her reptile run-in, Lesperin used her guest bathroom for 3 weeks before feeling comfortable enough to go back to her own, and she no longer enters her bathroom in the dark and always lifts the lid slowly.
1: <laughs> I feel like she's got PTSD now from yes, that absolutely. situation. For
2: sure so if these animals were going to steal something in your house what do you think they would steal
0: well i've got a mini surfboard with the afl collingwood star nick dacos on it and i think both the mouse and the bird would be after it at this rate i mean
1: who wouldn't oh my god i wish i could disagree with you but it was an evil bird i'm gonna say yeah i'm gonna say he would sense the fear and he would sense the love that you have for this surfboard and he'd be going for it absolutely Mm -hmm. they'd
2: be surfing in the pool with
1: your little mouse Yeah, (laughs) bird bird and mouse together absolutely (laughs) Hey, this is Emma. Hi,
2: I'm Zach. Hey, everybody, this is Matt Marr. That's Tom. That's Raleigh. And now, this
1: is ArchD. ArchD Radio
2: 107.
0: Radio Live. Live.
1: Kayla, Olivia and Sasha joining you here on the Archd show uh, recording straight here from Cabra and what a wild and wonderful place to be recording it. I think we're like in the green screen room. Yeah. I hope that's what it is because there's like a whole wall that's painted green unless that's just a decorative (laughs) choice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, But what I want to be chatting with you guys today about is obviously look. Being Australians, uh, we know that the world has opinions about us, oh right? Gosh, like, like, we know. Like, we, if you're an Australian, you get it left, right, and centre. Yeah, um, yeah, and for sure. what I want to know is, like, what is the craziest stereotype? Because there's a lot out there, and that, trust me, they're all kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but what's the craziest stereotype of Australia that you've ever come across in your lives?
2: So, I was fortunate enough to go to America last year. And when we're in a hotel lobby, you know, as soon as someone hears your accent, they're like, okay.
1: Got they, us- they, they got to ask 100%. They've got to ask some
2: questions. So we had an American um, working at the desk and they immediately started asking questions about Australia as he had a keen interest for the country and asked us so many questions about the high summer temperatures, the interesting food combinations. But one of the funniest questions that we got asked was, have you ever seen a kangaroo? Which to the average Australian, <laughs> a kangaroo is a regular occurrence to those who just go out of the city. So we found this quite humorous. And the American man then assumed that kangaroos actually hop down the road just
1: daily. Why is it always one or the other? Why is it always, have you ever seen a kangaroo ever? And it's like, well, yeah. yes. And yeah. then the other end is like, are they just everywhere? And you're like, yeah. well, no. Not really.
2: Like- yeah, so we had a laugh and then realised he was being serious because we hadn't really been asked <laughs> this before. And we correct him saying, no, kangaroos don't just hop down the city streets all the time. And that we tend to see many of them outside in the wild and out of the suburbs, but
0: it was just so strange that It's the first thing that came to mind, I guess. (laughs) See, we really enjoyed lying to them and really confusing them about us. Yeah. I just, it was so enjoyable. So when I was in primary school, we started using our own laptops to do work. Well, of course, work wasn't always going to get done, obviously. And there was always that one lesson where absolutely no one did work and everyone just spent the whole lesson scrolling the internet. So one day we decided to really confuse some people on the internet by going on one of those online question and answer websites. And one of those questions that we found was directed at Aussies and was from an American saying, do we ride kangaroos to school? We definitely contemplated whether we said yes or no, but we decided on the perfect answer to give them. We actually said no. Wait, wait for it. But we told them we wrote emus instead, and they <gasps> believed us. Oh, that is oh, such a good, that's a good one. Yeah. one. That's
1: good. So
0: yeah. I'm imagining that Americans probably walking down the street right now, annoyed that they don't have a flightless bird to write to the server. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah for sure. That, although they have ostriches in America, oh, don't they? Yep. Yeah, I, Easy. That always always been the thing. It's
0: <laughs> so curious about animals. So funny. I
2: love it.
1: Um, so well, as if we didn't already have enough things going on here in Australia to fuel the fire um, there's recently been this new article that just got published it's uh, out over in New York um, and hilariously uh, it's, the headline to this is Residents spot loose wallaby near New York Road. So many things about that. A, as if there's a New York Road uh, <laughs> B, <laughs> <a, laughs> residents spot a, a loose wallaby a in wallaby? like New York State, just outside of the city um, So residents in a New York town are being asked to keep an eye out for a wallaby that escaped from an owner's see eye roll (laughs) is that going to be the only one yeah yeah cool uh, residents in New York Town are being asked to keep an eye out for a wallaby that escaped from its owner's property. So this is like a pet wallaby. Um, Kelly Thornton, owner of Small Town Shelter in Sherman, said that the shelter's Facebook group, uh, that the wallaby escaped from uh, this, uh, this young man the name Charlie, his property, um, on, in the MENA area. Uh, Thornton said the runaway, runaway wallaby is one of three owned by this young man. As if wow. one isn't enough. I bet, he, I bet he is the talk of the town over there. Absolutely. Um, uh, multiple local residents have reported seeing the wall. It's like it's spotting it in the wild like oh a, I've seen it's like an urban legend if you've seen the wallaby. Wow. Um <laughs> around route uh 430 area this week. Uh wallabies and other marsupials are apparently legal to keep as exotic pets. Quote. Imagine oh, that. <laughs> imagine areas. as uh, the majestic you <laughs> so right. Like just a just your average wallaby. Uh as uh they are allowed to keep them in New York. Uh but they did put out a public statement saying, quote we do not suggest trying to grab the wallaby unless you know what you are doing. They can cause serious damage with those back legs, which to me wow. is just hilarious. Because wow. if anyone's actually so seen small. a wallaby, they're so oh my small. Oh my gosh. They're so small. Like I have a cat bigger than a wallaby. Like, yeah. <laughs> And he has much sharper claws. Um, but <laughs> in light of all of this new crazy talk, um, I want to know, do you think that this statewide warning will spark another stereotype of Australians in the the minds of those lovely, lovely, simple little American people.
2: (laughs) Oh, well, Americans believe so many crazy things about Australia. So anything, any new rumour, anything at all, I'm sure they'll believe it. So I'm certain there'll be a new wildlife accusation about our, quote, dangerous wildlife
0: soon enough. (laughs) I agree. I mean, I'm telling you, soon enough there'll be Americans claiming that Australian babies are born with mullets and drop bear (gasps) hunting will be the next (laughs) Olympic sport. (laughs)
1: that's so true oh my goodness I hope I have a baby with a muller and he grows up yep. to be an olympian oh that is fantastic drop drop her hunting, drop yes. her hunting
0: and now right now I want to know how do you buddy your toast now before you say anything I know what you're thinking what is she trying to do here but stay with me on this one
2: Oh okay so I you know the not nervous at all after yeah. that <laughs> introduction um, you know the like blocks of like salted butter yeah that is so much better than the spreadable kind okay <laughs> I 100% agree so with you. so much better like agree. many people would think that using the butter blocks rather than spreadable like butter is strange but it just tastes incredible so I guess my toast needs to be like quite brown and
1: crispy
2: and then I use the large like butter blocks and just kind of thickly spread it all over the toast so I'm very like thorough with my butter I guess.
1: No, I totally agree. I a I totally agree with you on the butter, 100. percent I get Found that spreadable <laughs> is more oh convenient, gosh. but it just it just it's can't just compete. Not as good. It can't compete. Um, but I I'm people think that I'm weird for the way that I, I do my toast. I like to put the bread in the toaster until it's like barely just not spread oh, no. anymore, just
0: not mm. crispy, but just warm enough to melt the butter. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, good. yeah.
1: I totally agree. Like people are always like that's not even toast. That's still bread. Yes, yeah. it's warm bread, and I like it that mm-hmm. way. Um, so that's what I do, and then I like. So so much butter to the point where also because and this is the gross part and I get it but I love it um but I put so much butter in there because it's not super toasted it often gets a little bit floppy yeah um and mm-hmm. and soft but it's just it's so good it's like mounds of butter um but then I always I have to leave the edges unbuttered I think yeah. honestly more just for structural integrity at this yeah, point because it's, because yeah, it's it's a, it's, toast. it's a problem yeah <laughs> look I do get it structure is not the most important thing I'm wearing. About, but I do like to leave leave the edges unbuttered for yeah. that reason.
0: Yeah. Well, listening to you guys talk about this, I have a bit of a surprise. So in recent news, a psychologist reveals how you buddy your toast can actually say a lot about you and your personality. human human behavioral expert and psychologist Darren Stanton has revealed the deeper meaning behind your spreading on toast preferences. The psychologist said some some spread with precision, others with spont I don't know what that word is. Spontaneity. Rid- yeah, spontaneity. Others with spontaneity. How we spread mirrors are resilience, patience and attention to detail. He revealed that gliders like me who glide the knife over the bread for an even spread, something 50% of the 2000 adults polled claim to do, tend to be easygoing and calm natured, unfazed by hurdles or moments of stress. Meanwhile, the 19% of adults who prefer total coverage like you two, by spreading all the way to and including the crust, apart from Michaela, Mm -hmm. are considered to be very methodical and are usually the organized one of their friendship group. To leave something bare on the toast is like leaving something half finished in life for them. They tend to be very precise people who follow their own rules and like everything in its place. Um, Crust avoiders. So these individuals will never touch the crust with spread. Those who don't spread to the edges are very neat and tidy. What they fear is the spread spilling off the edge of the bread or toast, dripping onto them or on the floor. This makes them very like procedural Just like Michaela. (laughs) Everything (laughs) needs to be in its place because crust avoiders are perfectionists who fear making a mess. They're quite orderly people, so they're great at life admin and are super organised, but don't necessarily shout about it. Now, I find this really weird. People butter both sides of their toast. And I think that's just unnecessary.
1: (gasps) They do not. Yeah.
0: But so double-siders are those who spread on both sides. These people tend to be the most unique of all spreaders. They're creative people who use the abstract side of their brain. Very few individuals would spread their bread on both sides. Double siders are reasonably extroverted and don't mind standing out from the crowd, which I find just so unnecessary to butter both sides but of the I toast. Now so i want to try that.
2: How interesting. I was going
1: to say that too. I don't necessarily actually resonate with what they're saying about me and the way that I butter my toast, yeah. but I think I want to be a double cider. Yeah. That it's sounds so cool. Yeah. Sounds gross, but that's, that's the kind of person. That's life goals. Yeah. 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 So I want to know do
0: you think the way you butter your toast could be the new palm reading? Oh, oh. gosh. Yeah. Oh, I guess my total
2: coverage butter psychology
0: does slightly correlate with who I am. Like,
2: I don't know. I was listening to that thinking, oh, yeah, actually a little bit. Um, But I'm not sure if changing how I butter my toast will drastically change who I am as a person. Like...
1: That's a know good know point, actually. Like, Is it like, can you change the way you butter your toast and then it changes your entire personality? Like, if, 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 I butter, if I butter
0: one other side of my toast as well as the other one, I'm just a new person. Yeah. If I, if I, if
1: I start being a double side, like a double butterer, that's weird. I don't like that. <laughs> if I start being a double butterer, do I become like a more free caring creative soul I'd love to. No. I, I think we should put it to theory. the test yep. um, but 100%. would i trust it absolutely not i'm the messiest person in the world i'm not neat i'm not <laughs> yeah. tidy um, and uh i think what they just didn't account for and this is structural integrity clearly yeah. that was the problem yeah <laughs> absolutely
0: <laughs> hey this is emma hi
2: i'm zach hey, everybody this is matt marr that's tom that's raleigh and now this
0: is Archd. Archd
2: radio uh, 107
1: Live.
2: <laughs> <9.
0: laughs>
1: Michaela, Sasha and Liv joining you here, guys. That's literally our entire hour up. Can you believe that? I feel like it just went so it went quickly. It was so fast. And so Aww. fast. And, and for a little bit of a sneak uh, sort of behind the curtain, you guys, uh, this is your very first time doing podcasting and radio. Yes. And you've just jumped in and done a whole radio show, like Ooh. literally with <laughs> just like first half of the day it was all that it took. And you guys just absolutely crushed it today.
0: Thank you. In fact, you. like
1: Little Unite Me is so jealous because she was shocking. She was terrible at <laughs> <laughs> and you guys have just absolutely put me to shame um, have you enjoyed your first radio experience absolutely oh, so good yeah love so it. and I was saying before during the break we're going to absolutely have to have you back on the show again for so, sure I'd you love guys that keen. would be amazing I'd love to. that would be so great absolutely we are here every week with a brand new podcast version of the Archd show you can check out all of our other podcasts including the latest school life content on our website archdradio.com and you can find us on social media at Archd radio for heaps of behind the scenes stuff or you can catch the show when it airs on Life FM every Wednesday nights from 9, every Saturday nights from 10, and we will see you again very, very soon. Bye.